We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey there, Knicks fans. How you doing? It's your boy, Jonathan Macri, with you for another episode of the Knicks Film School podcast. As I drag my near lifeless body across the, well, it's not a finish line, but like the rest line. Do they have rest lines and marathons? Jeremy Cohen, what am I dragging my body across? Because I one, I'm freaking exhausted. And two, I can't think straight or formulate words. So please help me. Uh, well, I was going to say, how does this day differ from all other days? That's very but, <laughs> but that's, yeah. So no, there is not a line of, of rest, to my knowledge, for marathon runners. I don't think it's like the halfway point where they're just like, you can stop here. I think they can you stop, can stop and rest here. No. Yeah. Well, well you listen, can you're the, stop, but it's frowned upon. Of the two of us, you're the one who jogs consistently. So I do. Um, I do jog consistently, and I don't take rests. I just... Because if I... I, guess, I think this is the thing that happens when you get old. If I stop, then that's it. There's no more running. I need to just keep going. That's fair. Um, yes, but uh, the, the, the point, moral of the story, whatever you want to say, is I am happy we've arrived at the All-Star break, and I am... My happiness level has been uh, increased exponentially. I, I, I mean that by the fact that we are sitting here getting to talk about and enjoy a team that has just, I mean, been really delightful of late. Uh, has it not? I, I, I really, I, I'm like, I, I, I've been exhausted all day. I did not get a lot of sleep last night, but uh, well, I, we should also mention we're recording this on uh, Thursday, February 16th. We sh- probably should have said that at the top. Sorry. Um, because we're all going on vacation because again, we need, we need breaks. Um, but yeah, last night was the, the Hawks win. And I've just been uh, on cloud nine um, all day because of that win and how they've been finishing things up. So yeah, Jeremy Cohen, what are you, what are your thoughts, man? The fives are immaculate. Five of their last six games have been wins. Six of the last eight <laughs> haven't lost since the Josh Hart acquisition. All good things. None of it feels like it was um, fake. It, it just no. feels like legitimate, consistent basketball. And mind you, all of this is happening without Mitchell Robinson. Yes, and. I'm very excited to see him coming back. The defense is taking a hit, but the offense is chugging along. And to now pair him with that to help 
fix, you know, I say fix gently. It's not a broken defense. It's just, it can only get better by putting him back there. He is their best defender. And then to add that element on offense where we can all love Jericho Sims, but I love him more as a third string center who can see minutes when he has to, as opposed to starting and uh, having Mitchell Robinson start in his place is certainly an improvement there. So it's just nice to see that when things are going well, they could be better. And it, it doesn't even feel like they're leaving meat on the bone. It just, no, they're getting someone back. This is, uh, as Brian Cashman might say, like, oh, this is another acquisition that they're making, a post-deadline deal. And to that, I would roll my eyes. But I'm happy Mitch is coming back <laughs> and we'll go from there. And yes, if the trade deadline were after the All-Star break, that would just be so cruel. It's nice to go from yeah. just a couple weeks of stress, anxiety, not necessarily in a bad way, but just the fear, the fear of the unknown. Have some time to then go into the All-Star week and then take it a little bit easier than we would before we gear up for the rest of the season. On that note, I think we're bringing up a special guest. Uh, you have seen this person before in such popular programs as the Knicks Film School Podcast and the Knicks Film School Podcast. And the pregame show, the Knicks Film School pregame show, and the Knicks Film School postgame show, and some playback watch parties. Potentially even on a casual Friday here and there. Um, hi, everybody. Thank you for tuning in for the first episode post All-Star Game. Wasn't that great when Julius did that thing? I'm so glad they finally let Jalen Brunson in as well. Could you believe they spent all that time celebrating LeBron and nobody cared? Um, especially the fine folks in Salt Lake City, Utah. Um, anyway. Only uh, the best people. <laughs> Yes, only the best. I'm sure they quite enjoyed the clientele on the court, uh, especially especially when Laurie Marketing was introduced with the starting five. Anyway, we uh, are going to do something fun to uh, do for the rest of this episode. Um, if you remember, before the season, we... Um, went and we're looking at what odds and and betting lines and where to... to project the the best places to find value in the new betting market here in New York City and where that would be. And we uh, took a little trip to Claudio Casino and we looked at the lines that were projected to us. I guess John and Jeremy technically looked at the lines and decided whether they like the over or under with certain bets. And I thought it'd be good to review how those bets are doing at the moment um, and go back to Claudio Casino and see maybe if they want to do some hedging while we're while we're at it during the all-star break. Am I going to think this is a good idea to look back at these bets? You're not as bad as uh, I, I think you, you think you might be, John. I'll say that. I don't think they're... I think you're afraid that like a bunch of your odds are bad and I think they're actually not terrible. I, I just want to say that I have less... A negative recollection of any of the things that I said during this episode uh, as it should surprise no one because I don't remember what I had for lunch today. I was going to say this is a, a recollection of things you previously said is something we're we're ready to to take care of on this podcast. Don't worry. Thank you so much. Um, as a result, we head to hot to Claudio Casino and look at our first bet. And that was. How many minutes will Obi Toppin and Julius Randle play together this season? The line was set at 100.5. Jeremy, do you remember what you said? Did I take the under? You took the under, and <laughs> it was because you said, and I, this, this, by the way, here's how my afternoon went after we finished recording Patreon, John. I started preparing for this episode and I went back and rewatched 
that episode from before the year. First of all, did we we produce a really good podcast. That was, that was a really good episode. <laughs> just just throwing it out there. Everybody wants to who's who's we? I'm just saying that like that was really well produced and the graphics were great and it looked awesome. I just whoever the producers of this show, he's doing a great job. Um <laughs> I went and rewatched it and I know word for word what you all said in each these these things. Jeremy I actually don't. said I don't think Tibbs will trust Obi enough to play him together. Although if he has taken a step in his career, this should be an easy over. And here we are. Here we are. Yeah. We here. We womp here. Womp. So uh, you, John? Cause you took well, the over. I did. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want to know how many they played together? Just to be clear. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this, this is payback for my, uh, Tanking team digs during the Patreon episode earlier mm-hmm. tonight. Tune the Patreon uh, find out how that went. I, I was proud of myself for those jokes. Uh, is it 72, 73 minutes or something like that? It is 72 exactly, according to the NBA stats. So, I mean, it's not over until until we say it's over. Is that a line in a movie? I don't think so. Um, look, it could still, they're on pace to pass it, barely, I think. Like, they're right. If they stay on the exact pace there, if you... Okay, I'm just digging myself a deeper grave. They're not... This is not going to go over. I, I, I've i already started looking at the drink menu, John. That's great. <laughs> um, so do, can I hedge? What do I... Can, can well, I so take, I'm now going to set do? a new line. They need to get 29 more minutes to get the over. I'm setting a new line of 25 more minutes. 25 and a half for the rest I, of the season. How far under can I go? All the way under. <laughs> okay. How about ten and a half more minutes? Under. How, okay, okay. So we're in the same boat. I, I don't know how many minutes. Jer- well, Jeremy, what do you think? Though, uh, do, do do you are you the, you the only person who gets to set the lines? Yes, Claudio Casino. I will say it to both of you. If like, what line would it have to be for you to take an over? That's what I. Okay, that's what I was. Asking. I honestly, I'm at the point where. Because here's here's the thing. He has admitted openly. He has admitted. I this is a thing. I am go. I will try when we are down big and we need to try to score a lot of points. And I'm. I mean, he hasn't used the word desperate, but he's all but saying it's like if I'm desperate, I'll do it. That's it. How often has his team been desperate of of late? And because they they stay in these games and they're they're competitive. Um, and it's not only desperation. It's like desperate in a game where that pivot makes sense. So it's like you need two things to, to hit. I uh, Here's the problem. If it happens once, it might happen for five minutes, you know? Um, mm-hmm. So you know what? Maybe 10 and a half is the right line because it's like asking, is this going to happen two or three more times the rest of the year? 10 and a half, I'm still going under. Jeremy? Can I just stay? Well, yeah, you took the <laughs> you took yeah. the under. I'm yeah, saying what line would you have if not... Let's pretend you're not hedging, obviously, but if you were to give advice to somebody, what line would it have to be for you to say, all right, that will go over? What was my line again? The line before the season was 100.5. Okay, I'd say don't go over 100.5 in the first place. In the first? (laughs) Yeah, like, just don't do it. Um, You asshole, (laughs) Josh. I'm not saying anyone, I'm not calling anyone by name, but John, if you... (laughs) um, I mean, here's here's the thing I'm trying to also think through. How many of the... And maybe you have this in front of you. Maybe you don't. How many of those minutes came with Mitchell Robinson injured? 
Because if there were ever a time in my mind where he would have played around with that duo, the bulk of those minutes should have or would have come between what January 24th and the game that was on the 15th. Ooh. Um, well, really, I, I want to say the only time he played them together was in the game against Washington when Mitch got hurt because they were down big and he was trying to spark the offense, you know, I'm just for what it's worth. I'm like, I'm looking at the rest of their schedule and I'm trying to look for games like, okay, well, I could see them maybe getting down by a bit in this game. And then I'm like, okay, so, you know, Boston, um, you know, at Sacramento, you know, Denver at home, assuming everybody plays. Is he, does he, is he really looking at those teams and be like, yeah, I trust Obi Toppin defensively. They're the Obi Randall combo defensively that whatever they provide on offense. Like the thing with them now is, especially since they've added Hart, I think he feels, I think Tibbs would be either even more emboldened to feel like I don't need to pivot to that to juice the offense. To say nothing of the fact that they have the sixth ranked offense in freaking basketball. 60 games into the season. So that's like, again, if he has only gone to it in the past because he wants to juice the offense, we know he doesn't trust it on defense. Yeah. yeah. Under, under, under. Net rating, by the way, for the, in those 72 minutes, granted, somewhat small sample size, but still, it's a negative 6.7. So, like, mm. in the sense of, I don't think that will encourage him to go in that direction. So I would say 10 and a half would be basically implying 83 minutes, right? Yeah. yeah, I'd say over eight. I'd say over that. Okay, you know, just I'll takes start. takes three games, four minutes, three fourth there. quarters. Yeah, that makes yeah. sense. Okay, well, um, drinks on you, John. I'll, I'll, I'll I'm not turn turn that into some content. What? What that, are you not doing? That, I'm not conceding anything yet. I, yeah, nothing's okay. been conceded. Don't worry. We'll make it a... Well, I'll, we'll revisit this in April. How's that? Thank you. The Re- next bet, you both, I think, should be proud of yourselves. I'm double-checking that this number is correct, and it is. Yes, it is. Um, the next bet was, how many games will Quentin Grimes start this season? The line was 25 and a half you both took the over, and Quentin Grimes has started 44 of his 49 games played this season. Um, yeah, I. So the way Josh Hart has played, do you have any thoughts, concerns about this number not one day stopping at a certain point? Or do you think he'll stay with the second unit? Can I ask a different question? I, I'm making up rules on the fly. Sure. Um, of both of you, because this this is how I answer your question. Who's more likely to be pushed out of the starting lineup, RJ Barrett or Quentin Grimes? Quentin Grimes. Jeremy? Yeah. I mean, here's my okay. issue, right? Like, yeah, I mean, the, the answer is Quentin Grimes. But if okay. we're talking about between the two of them, okay. yeah. But I think it, the reason why I would rather just keep Josh Hart coming off the bench, I feel he is a really strong player off the bench. And I think he's fine in the starting lineup. I think he's good. But the way I see it is when you look at what Tibbs typically has those types of players do, I feel like that's not what Hart does. He's not like the guy who's going to just fire when ready, you know, like catch and shoot type player. I think he needs to do a little bit more than that. And he does a little bit more than that. Not to say that Grimes solely 100% of his shots are spotting up. But I think that 
I enjoy kind of like the one-two punch that he and quickly provide, he being Josh Hart, coming off of the bench. And I would just like to keep it as such. I know that because he's playing well, there's maybe a mindset of like, oh, let's just get him to to start games. I think he's phenomenal where he's at right now. And if any broke, don't fix it. I, I'm with you. I for just to be clear, I don't think the starting lineup is changing the rest of the year. Um but I again it's it's I guess if I if I don't think it's changing, then it's a silly question. But if forced to pick one of Barrett or Grimes to leave the starting five, I would actually pick Barrett. That I think would happen, not what I would do, to be clear. What um, one thing I just want to add, yeah, because they talked about this, they being um drink Zach Lowe and Chris Herring on the low post talking about how the belief that the hard acquisition was intended to kind of light a fire under RJ under Grimes and any of these players. I don't see it the same way. I see it as the Knicks recognizing a clear need and they had, they, they once again turned a non-rotation piece or pieces um, and an asset into something that could help the rotation. I think that there is certainly a chance that if a star comes around or if there's a better player on the market that the Knicks certainly try to make an upgrade. I think that the idea that like bringing heart inputs pressure on them to perform better. No, the pressure on them to perform better is it, you know, it should be unspoken. They need to be better period. Uh, Yes. It's someone else is going to cut into their minutes, but I don't, I didn't see it quite as like the Knicks made this move because they're worried and they want to light a fire on these guys. If it lights a fire, then that's great. To me, it just felt like we're bolstering our team this year and we have coverage in the event that we decide to make something larger this offseason. I, I don't know what your thoughts were. I, I just want to add an additional addendum. And I know this is not your point that you were making. You were just saying what they said. But I want to caution the collective conversation. Um, let's not group Quentin Grimes and RJ Barrett together so snugly Quentin Grimes had a good year for where he's at as a second year player like in terms of what's been expected of him like that dude I understand he's been slumping a little bit late I understand he's there are nights where he doesn't look like the Knicks best perimeter defender um he's been good um RJ's had a down year uh so I, I, I that's not your point I you're I completely agree with your point by the way yeah. um but I just want to make had to throw that in there no you're right speaking uh, of RJ Barrett by the yes. way yes is there an RJ Barrett wager coming up? <laughs> Somewhat. How many Knicks will average at least 20 <sighs> points per game this season? Fuck this up. This is where <laughs> John has to kind of wear it a little bit. Um, because the line was two and a half. Yep, some crow. Um, so the line was two and a half. I will say RJ Barrett is down to 19.7 points per game. So the under did is currently hitting, but it's literally like a week of 20 point point games and he's back the Knicks not only have two but not only have potentially RJ but they have two guys that have very much cleared 20 points per game um, Jeremy you were confident in two not necessarily three because you this is you were right in taking the under that it would be two but you thought Julius would take a step back as far as usage I will say it's almost worked the opposite that Julius took a step up in usage and RJ was the one that took a step back. And then there's John's bold prediction from the newsletter before the season where mm-hmm. you said, I was no going to own up to it. I know, but I'm going to make fun of you for it first. Um, you said that there would be no Knicks that average 
20 points per game in the season. I even gave you the chance and moved the line to one and a half. Then I moved it to 0.5 and you took the under both times. <laughs> I feel like there shouldn't even be an option for him to hedge because you gave oh, him no. the option to hedge. <laughs> and it's both still, yeah. You could go negative. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I. I got nothing. No, I, I, <laughs> the biggest, the biggest, uh, this, no, this, this folds right into the biggest thing I was wrong about going into this year, which is I did not think that there was a snowball's chance in hell that this team would sniff a top 10 offense. I thought if they could get to being a top half of the league offense, like somewhere in the mid teens, I was like, where do I sign for that? Because that would be an unbelievable accomplishment. The fact that they are sick. That's why, like, the, the probably the biggest shock for me isn't that they're six in offense at the All-Star break. We'll see what happens after tonight's games. Um, but that it's not a bigger story around the league. Like, I, I guess people are just like, well, yeah, Jalen Brunson, he's been awesome. And Julius Randle's hitting shots. So, okay. But I, the Knicks are six in offense. Incredible. Anyway, neither here nor there. Um, terrible job by me. I, there's nothing I can say. Awful, terrible. Would you like to hedge and I give you three oh, over three and a half? So Josh Hart will end up averaging close to 30 points a game for well, the next. It, I mean, if the question is, would I do I think so? Obviously, two of these players are going to average over 20 because they're averaging yes. like 25. Uh, do I think RJ is ultimately going to average over 20? That's a good question. Uh, hmm. I think he will. I do too. Yeah, I think he will. Jeremy? Yeah, no, I, I I took two and a half. I took one and a half because that seemed like the safe bet. I'll take over two and a half. I'll do it. Because I feel like also just if you take out, well, take out the last six games. The last six games that he's played were just god awful, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, Really just atrocious stuff. Um, He was he was averaging over 20 points per game before those last, last six games. Was he not? He, he yeah. I did my updated uh, stars standings for the aforementioned newsletter today, going back over the last, uh, I guess, 19 games. There's a lot of games that I gave him like a, two stars. Three, he had a few three-star games yet. You know, he's, he's had good games, you know, of like in the last, whatever month, month and a half. So, so your 20 point, point, it was 20.3 points per game from his very first game of the season until, uh, Six games ago or seven games ago, which would have been the 47th game of his season. That's over 20. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think if we obviously the league is not going to do this because it, it counts. But like the Mavs game is on his ledger when he played a minute and a half and didn't score. Which is yeah. kind of unfair. But anyway, add in the fact like you're right, Jeremy, because I did the same thing on on basketball and did the game log up until the 47th game. That 30 point game against the Heat where he was at 20.3. Um, he also scored four points against Brooklyn on Monday, and he was averaging <laughs> 20.1 going into that game. So I'm telling you, it's one, uh, honestly, a couple good games, and he's back to 20.5 as the third guy, and the vibes will be even more immaculate. And that, I think, to the the intro you guys gave, talking about the vibes on this team, what's so cool is that I think they can be better. It's not just Mitch coming back. It's RJ being better. People settling into a role. And that's why, man, yes, the, this question, I was like, 
two and a half is the correct line to set. And now it's like two and a half is the correct line to set. And I'm very confident in the over hitting, you know? I I think there's a good shot of it. This team scores a lot of points. Um, yeah. Yeah. Good. I also, before we move on from this question, because I don't see another opportunity in Claudio Casino to do this. Um, this is where we talk about Julius Randle and how good he's been this year. Because I was not, I was closer to Jeremy before the season in that he'll take a third, third, a step back and be the third guy and in, in usage. And this is where Obi ends up more. And the, the minutes are closer to like 25, 23 this season. There'll be games where Obi closes over Randall and the opposite has happened, you know, for better, or for worse, if you, you want to see more from Obi Toppin, but Julius Randall, I think is actually earned. He'll be playing in the all-star game that you guys already watched. Um, it's great. Yeah. Game. It was a great game. Wonderful. Yeah, game. Loved it. The people there loved it. Um, I, Listen, this is a testament to him and the commitment to the new shot chart. And, you know, that that guy from two years ago, some of that was still in there. And kudos to him for working his butt off to make sure we got to see it again. I'll um, I'll steal a stat from uh, Thursday. Or what's today? Thursday. Thursday's newsletter. Uh, he, the Hawks game was the 30th time he either uh, hit. 25 or uh, 25 points or exceeded 25 points this season. So he's had at least 25 in half of his games that he's played. Um, that ties him with, uh, as the, again, this was as of Wednesday night, Donovan Mitchell, John Moran, and DeMar DeRozan for 12th most in the league. Uh, here are the 11 players who have had more than uh, more such 25 point games. Uh, do, do, do. Jason Tatum, Shea Gilders Alexander, Luca, Joel Embiid, Giannis, Anthony Edwards, Dame, LeBron, uh, Jalen Brown, Trey Young, and Kevin Durant. It's pretty good, good company. It, when you consider the efficiency, it's pretty phenomenal company. And my favorite Julius Randle stat so far of this year, when you factor all of that in, uh, it's zero. Do you guys know what that zero would be? Zero games missed. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Most important in a league where players are taking nights off and they have to consider, are we going to tie in the regular season awards to games played for a criteria? As of this moment, Julius Randall has played every single game of the year. And that's just really impressive to me. And I, I appreciate the fact that he, he goes out there. He plays and he's, he's been very fortunate and hopefully that continues. So that's why I'm saying the first half of the season, well, I guess, you know, since the pre all-star break played every single game may continue post all-star break. Agreed. I, I, I wish it was an easy way to sort, sorry, um, who's played in every game, but you can't because the teams play different numbers of games, but like, yeah, he's played 60 games. The only p- players in the league who have played more are, uh, or the only player, excuse me, is Isaac Okoro with Cleveland. And then there are some teams that, like Anthony Edwards hasn't missed a game. He's playing tonight. So he's he's also up there and a couple other guys. But yeah, it's rare. Yeah. My I thought you were gonna say the zero was for like zero thumbs down the this but <laughs> there have been zero thumbs down. The vibes are good. The vibes are good. And look, as John quoted something from the newsletter five days ago, um, I'll quote something from an episode of this pod four days ago where on Casual Friday, we did a PRA draft for the rest of the season, a points, rebounds, assist draft on the show on Friday. And with the third pick, overall, 
Mensa Smith took Julius Randle. So the, the stability of knowing he's going to play how many minutes he is. He's up there in the top 10 for points, rebounds, and assists on the season. He's actually third this season for that combined stat total. And That's wild. Yeah. Shout out to Mensa for we they're flashier names on other teams. Mensa has like Anthony Edwards, Pascal Siakam, like all of the guys that play minutes, don't miss games and are dependable. You know, he he's third, I would assume, behind Jokic. And let me double check. I've closed. Well, out it's definitely behind Jokic because Jokic Giannis was the other one. Maybe? Potentially honest. Yo- yeah. Giannis has missed some games and he doesn't have a ton of assists. Um, for total points, rebounds, and assists this season, Julius Randle is third behind Luka Doncic and Jason Tatum. Jokic he has more total points, rebounds, and assists than Nikola Jokic? Yes. Jokic well, is Jokic averaging... Also, he's, he's missed some games, which helps. He's, yeah. Be Randall. Yeah, I guess so. Okay. Bad job yeah. by me. He's, uh, he's got 16, 19 more. 23.79 for Julius and 23.60 oh, okay. for Jokic. Right. Yeah. So there you right, go. Good stuff. Uh, Julius Randall. For over 30 years, the law offices of Weiss and Rosenblum in New York City has been home to a team of award-winning, hard-hitting injury attorneys who have a long track record of seven-figure results. Whether you've been injured in a car accident, fall, construction accident, or other traumatic event, Weiss and Rosenblum will work tirelessly to maximize the award, regardless of the severity of your injury, and get you and your family the fair and just compensation you deserve. Call Weiss and Rosenblum today at 212-366-6100. Again, that's 212-366-6100 or visit weissandrosenbloom.com for more information. No case is too big or too small. Personal attention to your matter is a priority. Once more, call 212-366-6100. Previous results do not guarantee future outcomes. If you think you might have a case, speak with a veteran attorney, not a rookie. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. You know, if I would have applied myself, I could have gone to the NBA. You think so? Yeah, I think so. But it's just like, it's been done. You know, I didn't want to, I was like, I don't want to be a follower. Hi, I'm Jason Concepcion. And I'm Shea Serrano. And we are back. 
We have a new podcast from Wondery. It's called Six Trophies. Woo! And it's the f-ing best. Each week, Shay Serrano and I are combing through all the NBA storylines, finding the best, most interesting, most compelling stories, and then handing out six pop culture-themed trophies for six basketball-related activities. Trophies like the Dominic Toretto I Live My Life a Quarter Mile at a Time trophy, which is given to someone who made a short-term decision with no regard for future consequence. Or the Christopher Nolan Tenet trophy, which is given to someone who did something that we didn't understand. Catalina Wine Mixer trophy. Ooh, the Lauren Hill, you might win some, but you just lost one trophy. And what's more, the NBA playoffs are here, so you want to make Six Trophies your go-to companion podcast through all the craziness. Follow Six Trophies on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. Listen ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. Somebody else we were high on before the season that I think has played his way into a different role. And I got to give Jeremy props for this. The next line, how many games will Emmanuel quickly start this season? I set the line at a whopping um, three and a half because he had never played started more than three games in a season. I mean, excuse me, four games in his career. And I doubted whether we would end up with any starts for him, even if like an injury to Brunson happened, which honestly... The injury to Brunson wasn't the thing that happened. It was the injury to Quentin Grimes or the injury to RJ Barrett or um, other injuries that led to starts for Emmanuel quickly. But Jeremy's the only one that took the over and it hit. He has started 10 games this season and more to his credit, played himself out of trade talks this year. So, yeah, yeah take a victory lap, Jeremy, please. This whole episode so far has been a victory lap for me. <laughs> It's rare that I get this, so I'll take it. What's the new line? Um, so here's the it, tough part. We're assuming injury, was, right? You said it was 10, right? He's played yeah, 10. Yeah, he's this played year? 10 this year. Yeah. 10 and a half. <laughs> so yeah, I was about to say, do I make it 0. 0.1, 0.5? You know? So the question is, let's say. Can I give you a real new line? Sure. So for the full season, 14 and a half. So he's we start at 10 five now. more games. He's at 10 now. Well, I want to, can, can I just talk this out? If Brunson, yeah. if Brunson goes down, quickly starts for him. I, I think so. That's my two cents. If RJ goes down. Hart. Pr- probably. Yes, because quickly is the backup point guard now. Mm-hmm. Um, if. And that same logic probably applies for crime. So the only, I think the only way this happens is, I mean, unless they get ravaged by injuries or if Brunson goes down, Brunson's a tough SOB. So I would take the under. Jeremy. I'm sitting pretty with my three and a half. <laughs> no, no need to edge. Okay. I plead the no fifth. Not touching this. What if Is you were advising you? John, would you take over 14 and a half? Uh, if I were advising John, this had nothing to do with my record. I would mm-hmm. take under 14 and a half. Okay. I think getting him to start four more games with 22 games to go might be a tall task now that Josh Hart is in the picture. Yeah. Uh, stranger things have happened. Hopefully they don't because it means that players in front of him are injured. So I'd like to just keep the rotation set as it is. It'd be great. <laughs> I, I just want to say for the course. Yes. I just want to say for the record, uh, I would guess that there was a lot of Derek Rose talk amongst this point. <laughs> so I hate to say it, John, but this is another victory lap to Jeremy where he projected either a uh, Derek Rose injury where he'd only play 50 to 55 games. You also said you don't know how 
good he's going to be with the new body that mm-hmm. the weight loss might not make him more stable. I think it was more in the in the um, projection of like, well, because he's lost so much weight, how will that affect how healthy he can be this year? Yeah. And what we didn't factor in that maybe father time was the injury that would affect his playing time this season. Um, so Derek Rose, that there's a question upcoming that is somewhat related to Derek Rose, but not really. Okay. Um, but yeah, the shout out to, to your, John, your assessment was that if Brunson went down or someone went down and I, they needed a point guard, they would I remember <laughs> it would be deuce. And Oh, the, cause was, that was the year before the Houston game. Where he started, started. deuce mm-hmm. and quickly didn't start. Yeah. yeah. So. Oops. Yeah. Well, one we can both. Well, we'll all take a victory lap on this year, and I'm going to assume one more than others. <laughs> um, how many games will Tom Thibodeau coach this season? We had three different lines. We had twenty and a half, sixty and a half, which is what we are at now, and eighty-one and a half. You could have chosen either of the lines to go over or under. I, I'm assuming all three I of you, all three, all three of us, all all three of us took the over on eighty-one I mean, and a half. Mm-hmm. Yeah, thanks. Yes, that speaks for itself. Yes, I. What would have to happen in the next twenty-two games for him to get fired? Uh, some 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 muckraking, some J- some Jeremy- secrets. Jeremy Lin would need to take the city by storm and Carmelo Anthony would need to take unkindly to it. And, uh, Tibbs would okay, be like, Berman. okay, Berman, you can stop. Sorry that a better player wanted to play. Never mind. I'm not doing this anyway. Um, oh, I got one. Just follow whatever script the Mets seem to follow. Oh, you know, what's the worst part about this, Jeremy? The last, that episode mm-hmm. was the night the Mets season ended. And yeah. here we are. Is and that was the the night that I chose to forget about watching baseball for the last 365 days. And here we are doing this episode as baseball is about to begin. Mm-hmm. No doubt about it. I'm ready to get hurt again. Um, <laughs> I I think Tom Thibodeau is safe for the rest of the season, barring some cla- cataclysmic collapse by the Knicks on the other side of the All Star break. Um, next, and I guess this is kind of the Derek Rose question: How many players on the current active roster will be traded at some point during the season. I set the line at one and a half. You both went over. So we were right. Yes, mm-hmm. you both were right. Thank, thank you, Archie and Svee for playing. Yeah. <laughs> active roster. Yes. I'm not going to take a victory lap here because I went over, but the spirit of the question is I mean, active roster. Yes, Svee and Archie like got got me got us all the over. I'm actually I if I'm surprised or at, let me rephrase that. At the time that I was answering the question, I thought it was going to be more impact, quote unquote impact players, like players that somewhat like mattered either now or at some point in the past would have gotten moved. I would not if you would have been like Cam and then two guys who d- don't play, I would have been like, oh no, it's gonna be more than that. And Mm. It was not. Okay. Um, well, next is about this offense that um, is currently sixth. And while we didn't project sixth in in uh, offensive rating this season, how many Knicks will make 100 three-pointers this oh season? God. And this is where 
I remember this, this is question. where we have to. So I actually set the line weird and then I made it five and a half. Um, and then John went through NBA history and was like, no team's ever done this. Had more than five players have more than five, more than a hundred threes. So I'm definitely taking the under. And um, then I was like four and a half and you both took the over anyway, where they currently stand. Julius Randle has made 161 three-pointers this year. Jalen Brunson has hit 106 three-pointers this year. Manuel Quickly has made 101 three-pointers this year. And then two more behind them are, are not there yet. I'm looking RJ at Barrett, RJ Barrett has 94 and Quentin Grimes has 89. To get the over, if we want to get to six, Obi Toppin has made 53 three-pointers this year. So in those nine to 11 minutes, He's going to have to hit 47 three-pointers the rest of the season in 22 games. So the you we the new line was four and a half? Yes, four and a half. And we we took the over. Well, so yeah, like if you were taking the over for that, then it's then you're both probably going to hit it. So we're gonna, RJ, yeah, so we're going to hit that. The wildest thing about this by far is the guy who set the freaking club record a year ago is mm-hmm. not going to come anywhere close to the over. Evan and Fournier sh- has hit 33 three-pointers this season, yes. And I'm sure he factored into our discussion. Yeah. Yes. I think I'll that's why it. I said it, too. Yeah, I'll take it one step further. Not only is it wild that Fournier isn't in the idea, you know, the criteria of top five. If you were to tell me that there would be a Nick participating in the three-point <laughs> shooting contest, never in my wildest dreams would I have said it was Julius Randle. And yet he's leading the team, and here we are. Yes, 161 three pointers for Julius Randle. You get to, you could go even a step further with that. If someone were to tell you before the season that at the All Star break there would be one player on the Knicks that would have 55 more threes than any other player on the Knicks, like what odds would someone have needed to give you for the, for you to say Julius Randle? Like would be the, the I can't even imagine. He didn't even attempt 55 threes until he got to the Pelicans. Mm. He. Wow. He's going to have per seat, like in each season, he's going to have, yeah, he's going to have more threes this season than in, I mean, I'm only, I'm not counting his first season because he played one game or a part of one game, but he's going to have more threes um, this season than in his first, uh, I looked this up earlier today, like his first four or five seasons combined, something ridiculous Mm -hmm. like that. Yeah. Okay. Well, um, Randall has been outstanding and it was great seeing him in the three-point contest this weekend. Um, but is he award worthy this year and this season, how many top three to five finishes in awards voting will the Knicks have this season? Um, I say three to five and I went through a long way to explain this the last time. I remember this because the MVP is a five person ballot and every other award is a three person ballot. So that's why it's three to five. Um, how many Knicks will finish top in, in, on the ballot, basically, in the final awards voting, top three and everything else, but MVP and top five? Um, I set it at two and a half because in the We Here season, they had three people. Julius Randle, obviously one, most improved player, Ka-Ching. Um, uh, Derek Rose finished top three and sixth man of the year, and Tom Thibodeau won coach of the year. Um, you both took the under. Oh, no, John, you took the over. And then Jeremy, I took the you over. Took, you took the over. Are you sure? So this is also my fault. I I said one and a half as the line, not two and a half as the line. And you oh, took well, that's, the over. 
that's that is different. that makes it different. different. But you're you're. I'm remembering what you said now. It so was, quickly, I don't know how it's going to be. I don't know how it's going to be, but they're going to get there because I'm high on this team. Is what you said. Okay. I can imagine myself having thought quickly. Sixth man. Mm-hmm. What would the other one that I would have talked myself into? Jalen Brunson, most improved. Maybe. Mm. It's Maybe why Jeremy took the under because you saw you actually said Halliburton would be your first guy for mm. most improved, and then not nobody said Laurie Markkinen, but the mm. uh, uh, the Jalen Brunson and the RJ Barrett conversation was had. I know for yeah. Brunson, I felt that he already had his coming out party in the playoffs, so it wasn't going to carry over. Or I'm sorry, that it was going to carry over, so it wasn't going to be, oh, wow, look at this brand new season. It's like he made his mark there. It was great. He deserves to be in the conversation, but, you know, he's, it's not going to happen. It's going to go to marketing. Do you know who the top three odds are right now for um, most improved player? Mar- it's marketing, SGA, and who? Depending, well, Jalen Brunson, he's third. Oh, okay. Yes. Um, I will say, depending on where you look, who's the favorite, um, I'm betting GM, marketing and SGA have the exact same odds at plus 130. On FanDuel, marketing is ahead plus 135 to SGA plus 140. And then on Caesar Sportsbook, SGA is the favorite, plus 105, plus 115 for Larry I I'll stick with, since I went over one and a half, I'll stick with it. I don't want to go back on it. Um, but right now, for his much as I think Brunson can get on that ballot, I am, even though I think he deserves it, I am less bullish on quickly actually getting onto that final three man ballot for six men. Um, well, there is one other name and he's not a player, but like would not shock me. Shock. It would not shock me. Really? If Tibbs found his name on there. No. Top three. Oh, absolutely not. Yeah, I no, I understand it's top three. But so I just want to say with most improved player, reason why I don't think Brunson will finish top three is because you know, Markin and SJ are going to finish at least in the top two. If Brunson finishes ahead of Halliburton, but Halliburton makes the all-star game and Brunson doesn't, it would basically be the voters admitting they got it wrong. We could talk about, oh, well, the clearly after in the second half, right? Those 22 or however many games that each team plays like that's where he solidified it and the playoffs and all that. But it, it just feels like they would double down like, no, no, one of them's an all-star. This is assuming Jalen Brunson is not named as an injury replacement. Whereas the other is not. And I think there's a pedigree factor. They like these shiny awards to go to the people who already were named to these positions. As for Tibbs, I, I don't think he will be in the conversation for top three. I think he'll finish maybe top five, top ten, top seven. Um, he's done obviously an admirable job, but I don't see him as being in the in the top three. Who do you think is number one for coach of the year right now? And odds, John? Mike Malone, Mike Brown. Makes oh, sense. Mike Brown. Yes, plus two hundred. Who do you think is number two? Mike Malone. No, is it Missoula? Missoula, Joe Missoula, oh, same yeah. odds, same odds, plus 200. Who do you think is three? And this is where you say Mike Malone. Mike Malone. All right. Who do you think is four? Both of you can answer. Bickerstaff? No. Doc? Um, did you say Jacques? Doc. Jacques Vaughn is fifth. Doc Rivers is sixth. Number four okay. is Taylor. Oh, ta- ta- Taylor. Oh, that makes sense. Who do you think is seventh? Oh, my God. We're doing this until we get to Tibbs. 
Tim's, <laughs> I looked earlier today. Tim's is like 12th or something. It is seventh Plus food and holes? Thousand. Yes. Yeah. But this was as of 10 days ago. I looked. Seventh is Will Hardy. Okay. Um, we'll see if that changes as they descend. Um, Willie Green is after Will Hardy at plus 3,000. JB Bickerstaff is after that at plus 3,000. Rick Carlisle at plus 4,000. Mark Dagonalt um, is plus 4,000. Yeah, and Tom Thibodeau to update. is plus I mean, 8,000. How is Rick Carlisle that high it's, up and the Pacers currently this is sit February with the 8th. worst yeah, record? February 8th. This is I the most the recent. But early. the Pacers right. were still descending before that. I think many were predicting they'd be long since tanking by now and short sure, they but they're doing for, that now like right they're so losing with their best players on the floor he was probably closer to one two or three and now he's at like 10 11 12 yes. i i agree tim's could probably finish top 10 in this it was this whole exercise was to point out top three is i don't think they're giving it to him i don't think he's going to make it onto a lot of ballots first or second maybe a couple of third place votes in the market that's all i can say so that's fair okay yeah uh, anything else? Yes, a couple more. Um, couple more. How many teams will have finished ahead of the Knicks this, se- this season? I said it at eight and a half. You both took the under, so the Knicks would finish better than the ninth seed. And oh boy, are we looking right at the moment? Sweet. Yes. And then Happy the last to stick with one, that. The last one. Actually, you know what? Hold on. Let's go back. How many teams will finish ahead of the, the Knicks this season? I'm giving you an alternate ni- line with a free bet. I'm saying five and a half. How many teams will finish ahead of the Knicks this year? I think currently in sixth place in the Eastern Conference, a game and a half behind, excuse me, two games so, in the loss column behind the Brooklyn Nets. I think they'll finish at least sixth. So that's that's the over. Yeah. If they finish sixth. If they get higher than that, that's under. I think they'll finish sixth. Okay. Jeremy. I'm going to agree with that. Um, I think one of Brooklyn, Miami shakes loose. Yeah. Okay. And then last but not least, how many games will the Knicks win this season? FanDuel and DraftKings had it at 38 and a half. I set the line at 41 and a half before the season. You both took the over. They need nine more wins to hit the over. So I will now give you an alternate line if you'd like to double up, if you'd like, uh, and go to. I'll set the line now at 43 and a half. They have 22 more games. 43 and a half? Yes. So they'd have to win 11 more games. Go 11 and 11 the rest of the season. I'll take the over. I'll, I'll take the over. Okay. Let's see how froggy you guys are feeling. Um, what about 46 and a half? <laughs> so that would mean 47, which mm-hmm. would mean 14 15, and... That's, no, 15, I think. <laughs> 14. No, that'd be 14. 14? 33, 33 wins right now. Oh, yeah. Sorry. I can't. Add. So it'd be 14 so, and 8? That'd be, yeah, 14, 14 and 8 the rest of the season. Oh, my God. This mm. is fun. I'm going to say under. Okay. I think there's a sweet spot. <sighs> 14 and 8's do. So here's where I'm struggling. They have the eighth toughest schedule as of this very moment. Mm-hmm. Um, but a lot of those games are going to be at the end of the season. Like, I mean, this is all at the end of the season, right? But two of the last three games are against the Pacers. Um, there's a Houston game in there. There's an Orlando game. So there's some games where I think they could have some gimmies. Um, what isn't necessarily being stated 
is that from March 3rd until March 14th, they play one, two, three, four, five, six, seven games. Of those seven, six of them are on the road. Mm-hmm. Including including four out west. Right. Now, so I'm going to stick with my under... I don't think they'll win 14 games after okay. the rest of the season. So 40 under 47 wins is what you're predicting. Yeah. So I'm saying what? Uh, 46. 40, yeah. But like 42 to 46 is what I'm yeah, saying. Well, 40, well, 44 to 46 because you I'll, took the over on 43 right. and a half. I'll, I feel good with that. I'll go under. I agree with Jeremy. I think Jeremy nailed it. I think the sweets like setting it at whatever it was. You said 46 and a half. I think that's a tad tad rich for my blood. So well, in honor of that. Robert Cross, I'm also going to set a line. <laughs> I'll give you plus plus 2000 at 52 and a half. <laughs> you could give me plus two, two, 2 million. 20, yeah. <laughs> then you'd rather just keep your 100 bucks? I would rather keep my I would rather okay. not light my money on fire. Thank okay. you Robert Cross. Well, I would agree with John on that one. Okay, there we go. And that was Claudio Casino, ladies and gentlemen. That that was great. Um, I enjoyed that, um, which is to say I did not enjoy that at all. I love Claudio (laughs) Casino. It's great. (laughs) I'm you. I walk away like a millionaire. There you go. You got a cigar hanging out of your mouth. Yep. Uh, Banging cocktail waitresses two at a time. I'm (laughs) like... It's a classic line from a great movie. Greatest greatest American movie ever. True. It's applicable. Does it happen yeah, in Claudio Casino? Definitely not Pastor Claudio Casino. <laughs> hey, John, a newsletter writer said we shouldn't curse on the pot anymore, but we're banging cocktail waitresses two at a time. <laughs> but you bang pots and pans. Yes, we're banging po- pots and pans and cocktail waitresses. Mm-hmm. Yes, that's what they're doing. They're banging pots and pans. And that's that all they're doing, kids. Yeah. Just cooking. Just cooking in the kitchen. Oh, they're cooking. <laughs> oh, Andrew, uh, Claudio, uh, casino master extraordinaire. Thank you for your efforts here. Uh, do we have any? Mm-hmm. Uh, Jeremy Cohen, you're a scholar and a gentleman. Thank you. Um, you kicked my ass again. And I'm you're going to win. God. And you're going to win uh, predictions this week. I hope you win predictions this week. If, uh, I think- if I lose predictions, it means they went 0 2. And. Yeah. Uh, mm. I don't, don't want to start. I don't want to start second. The the post also break going to uh, Andrew. Anything else before we get out here? Nothing. Enjoy your breaks. The rest of your breaks, everybody. We'll be back with more content later throughout the week, um, and more games on Friday. Uh, a pregame show and then a postgame show. Giddy up! Thanks, everybody. Peace out. Talk to you soon. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. 
Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.